Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. Today, we have Melissa Jane on the podcast. Melissa is a recent graduate from law school. She's also a bikini competitor and an online fitness coach. After finding her passion in the fitness industry, she decided to close the chapter on her legal career for now and continue growing her own coaching business by helping clients build the body of their dreams without restricting a single food. So today our focus is going to be talking about Melissa's experience balancing a bikini competition and law school and how that looked like um, and really affected her emotional and physical health. We're going to go into things like tracking for different protocols and achieving your fitness goals, uh, how that could benefit you, what flexible dieting looks like, how to incorporate health and fitness into the busiest lifestyles, um, different hacks and workout tips that could save time, and then really balancing work and health to achieve success in all areas of your life. Welcome, Melissa, to the podcast. Thank you for hopping on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So your story is pretty interesting. We're just chatting about how you just graduated from law school. So congratulations. Thank you. But um, yeah, you've kind of veered into another path. So can you talk a little bit about your journey and what you do um, so our listeners can kind of understand where you're coming from and what you're up to? Yes, I would love to. So I'll start off by saying right now I am an online fitness coach. I am also a bikini competitor and... Yes, I did just graduate law school like last weekend. Um, And the story behind all of that is I have always had kind of like a love for fitness. And when I started undergrad, I started weightlifting, kind of messing around in the gym. But I was just, you know, like the classic, like, oh, I'm just going to do cardio. I'm just going to like, you know, mess around, see what what happens. I like really didn't know what I was doing. But at that time, all of the online fitness stuff was like just getting started And I started watching like fitness YouTubers and things like that. And I was like, wow, like this is really cool. I would love to be a part of it. But I always thought that wasn't for me. Like it just, it it wasn't what it is now, I guess. So I just thought that it was like frowned upon and like I had no reason to like be a part of it. Like I didn't belong. So I just kind of continued to do my own thing. I got my undergrad degree, which is in um, health information management. And that's not like, it's not like nursing or doctor or anything. Um, It's kind of behind the scenes, like business and IT stuff for healthcare. And then I went on to law school because I thought that that is what I was supposed to do. I really thought that I was, um, you know, driven by money and driven by title and, it was just, you know, my life was going to be great. I was going to go to law school and be rich and it was going to be amazing. And then I, about halfway through law school, I competed in my first bikini show and I like fell in love. Like even though I competed during the most demanding semester of law school, I was thriving. Like I had every minute planned out. I was just, I felt like I was killing it like in school, in my personal life, in the gym And so I competed. And after that, I was like, you know what? I was looking at all these online, you know, platforms like YouTube and Instagram. And, you know, I had a coach, I'm friends with a lot of online coaches and I saw what these people were doing and that they were able to, you know, work for themselves and kind of create a life that they want. And I was like, you know what? 
literally a year ago right now, I was like in 2018, I'm going to get my personal trainer certification and I'm going to coach people online. Like I'm just going to try it. You know, we'll see what happens. Well, I got my uh, PT certification and I started with just like a couple challenges. The first coaching thing I did was last summer, um, which is crazy. It feels like it was so much longer like ago, but I started with that and I've just kind of slowly built up, um, you know, the people that I work with and I seriously cannot explain how good it feels. Like, first of all, being a part of these people's fitness journeys and kind of guiding the way, but just hearing their feedback, um, between both physical progress and mental progress. You know, like I had a call a few days ago with one of my girls and she was just saying the sweetest things, absolute angel. She was telling me like, you are changing lives. You're making a difference. And I was like casually in tears, but that's like literally what lights me up. And the further I got into law school, the more I was just like, man, like this is really not, not for me, but I wasn't going to quit. I wasn't going to drop out. I still wanted the JD. I did well, you know, I got good grades. I did, I was the president of two organizations. I competed on the mock trial team. But what I keep telling people is just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. And I, I would rather make a much less money than a lawyer makes, um, for now anyway, <laughs> and be able to, do what I love and like not be chained to an office for 80 to a hundred hours. Um, you know, as opposed to making X amount of money that a lawyer would make. So I've just really made that transition in my own mind. And I'm kind of starting to come out of my shell and like tell people like, Hey, yeah, I'm not going to be a lawyer. Um, it's really scary. And I'm actually planning on making a video about it pretty soon. But what happened was I had a pretty bad, I don't know, month or so. I would say it was in September, uh, where I just developed, you know, crippling anxiety and things got pretty bad. I went to the hospital. I thought I was having a heart attack. I was really just having a panic attack. I had to leave school multiple times and it was all centered around kind of my career decisions. So had to work through my stuff, but here we are now. And I just feel so, so free after <laughs> graduation. I love that. I can definitely relate because I was like in the tourism industry and all of that before and I thought it was what I was supposed to do. And I think it can also be scary when you've like, you know, invested and spent a lot of time doing something and then you're like, oh, now I actually don't want to do this. Like, yeah. is this valid? Am I allowed? And all of that. Like, what about like all this time and effort I put into something else? Like, it's such a waste. Mm -hmm. um, so it can also be difficult to kind of just say, okay, I'm starting over, which I guess must have been challenging for you, especially in regards to other people telling them like, you're not going to be a lawyer. Was that difficult for you? Yeah. I mean, the, the worst is like, I mean, my immediate family is like pretty supportive. I mean, all my family is pretty supportive, but there is one member of my family that I didn't tell her until Christmas Eve. And I had like a lot of anxiety around that. So I literally just told her a few days ago, but I just got to the point where I was like, I'm done holding on to this anxiety and being scared of what she's going to say. Like I just straight up told her, you know, I don't want to do it because of X, Y, and Z, and I'm not going to do it. Life is going to keep going on. It's not, you know, it's not her debt to pay off. I will pay off my student debt and I just am really like settling into myself, I guess you could say. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. It's really about like what you want. It can be scary to kind of voice that to others, even if they don't get it. Mm -hmm. But I think that takes a lot of courage. So congratulations. I'm really oh, excited for you. you. And it's just, I know what you mean about like lighting up and finding your passion and everything. Yeah. And, and serving and another, others, so. Yeah. 
another thing I wanted to add was the thing about law school is like, I learned so much that I can apply to so many different things, like not even just legal stuff, but law school literally teaches you how the world works. Like we learned about taxes. We learned about business organizations. Like now I just, you know, I have that knowledge and I can take that with me. And honestly, if I ever do want to take the bar exam to practice law, I can do it at any time, even if it's like 10 years from now. So. Yeah. And it might be kind of, you know, silly to say, Oh, everything happens for a reason, but I mean, you did this for a reason and that's totally valuable for life, not just like for your coaching business, but for mm-hmm. all other aspects. So yeah. And you also have like a backup plan. If you know, you need it, you can go back to that. So I say like, there shouldn't be any regrets. For yes, sure. exactly. I feel that so hard. <laughs> so you were talking about your bikini competition. Did you just do one or is it something you do like on a regular basis? Yeah. So I've only competed once and that was October of 2017. So I took this whole year off just because I wanted to graduate first and foremost, but also like I physically needed to grow. Um, I was looking at (laughs) photos a couple nights ago from my competition and I was just so small. Like even though I thought that I like took enough time before I prepped to like build some muscle and everything. So I've just been growing the last year or so. I have a coach and um, I knew that I wanted to work with him for literally years before we started working together. So yeah, the plan right now is to compete next year sometime, hopefully summertime, um, which would put me starting prep at about March. But before then, I am looking to move to San Diego. So I want to get settled in in San Diego and then hit the ground running. Nice. I definitely want to go to San Diego too. <laughs> yes, yes. And so what did that look like? So you were studying at the same time while doing the bikini competition? Yes. Okay. How was so that? let me just I already kind of described how that semester of law school, so it's the fall semester of your second year, it's just the worst because they know you're not a first year anymore. So they expect you to just be on your grind, you know, and the workload is just crazy. The class material is difficult. So on top of an already demanding semester, I also decided to compete on the mock trial team, which required at least, oh, I don't even know, 20 or 30 hours a week of practice. And uh, that team travels around to different competitions. So I ended up going to Alabama when I was four weeks out from my NPC show. (laughs) So I had the mock trial practices, the coursework that was super demanding, and then prep on top of all that. So at the end, when I was, uh, I don't know, I was maybe, I think six weeks out is when this started, um, from my six weeks out from my NPC show, I would literally wake up at, I think it was 3.30. I would go do I would drive to the gym, go do my fasted cardio. Then I would drive home, get ready. And I, I had to get ready like extra early because my roommates and I shared a bathroom and like, that's just how I had to do it. So I'd get ready, um, you know, go downstairs, eat breakfast, be at school, like be at my desk sitting there by 7am. Then I would have, you know, classes throughout the morning and the afternoon. Then I would, um, go back to the gym, train, do my nor- my post workout cardio because I was doing like two a days essentially there at the end. Um, which, by the way, I do not advise that. That's not healthy. That's just an extreme for competitors for anybody who's not familiar. Um, but yeah, so I was doing that, and then I would come back to 
the law school and I would go to mock trial practice or I would be studying or whatever the case may be, then, you know, maybe come home, eat something and finish studying for the rest of the night. But there at the end, I was going to sleep at like 9 PM just so I could make sure I was getting enough sleep throughout the night. And it was wild. Like every single minute of my day, I just had planned out and I just, I felt like I was killing it. Like I was talking about earlier and it sounds so crazy. And looking back, yeah, sometimes I think, how the heck did I do that? But I just, that's kind of my personality. Like I thrive on structure. Like I'm very type A and I'm just always like on the go. So. (laughs) Wow. I'm exhausted just listening to that. So how long was that going on for? So that schedule in particular, I think it was, it was definitely the last four weeks. Um, but I would say, I think I started doing all of that at six weeks out. So, you know, classes were picking up, the mock trial competition was getting closer and obviously show day was getting closer. So everything was just like compounding and I don't, I sustained that schedule for like quite a while, but yeah. Wow. And so what was the impact on your emotional and physical health, especially during the bikini competition days? Yeah. So mentally, um, you do get addicted to seeing progress, even though you're just perpetually tired because, you know, your food is low, your cardio is high, um, your quality of sleep really decreases once you are going to those extremes and you are that lean. Um, And when I say tired, I mean, I have never felt so tired in my life, um, especially at the end, because, you know, you're pushing really hard, but just things like carrying my backpack to my car from class or like walking up the stairs with my laundry were, they seemed impossible. Like I really did not know how I was going to like put one foot in front of the other and do the next thing or whatever the case was, um, let alone train and do all the cardio and stuff. So that's kind of more the physical side of things in like Another thing is, even though you are perpetually tired, like you're always tired, um, like I said, you don't sleep very well. So it was kind of like when I feel like maybe you just don't even go into a deep sleep because your body is just so depleted and your systems are all out of whack and everything. Um, But I remember when I would wake up at 3.30 or whatever the case may be, it felt like I just, just opened my eyes. Like I was just laying there and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was waiting for my alarm to go off and now I'm ready to like get this day started. So yeah, when you're that lean, you're like uncomfortable in your body. I wasn't even like comfy in my bed and like, obviously beds are like the softest thing ever, you know? So, um, it's just weird little things like that. Um, the biggest thing I remember that I was just so shocked that nobody told me was I was so cold all the time because you lose like a lot of body fat. So you have nothing to keep you warm. And I kept a blanket in my office at school because I was just so cold all the time. And so are you going to, obviously you don't want to be doing that in that kind of situation with, you know, high stress job or studying. It's probably not the best thing, (laughs) but, um, so I'm guessing you're changing your strategy for, is it next summer you're doing it again? Yeah. Yeah. So the plan is definitely next summer. Um, and yes, hindsight's 2020, of course. And I kind of knew going into, um, that semester that prepping during that semester was not smart, but I was so tired of waiting like I didn't want to keep pushing it off. I wanted to do it and I needed something that I loved to like keep me going because if I didn't have fitness like at all, I really don't know how law school would have gone for me. So that was like a a big push for you, something that you're passionate about, right? 
Yeah. Cause what I would do is just like go to class in the mornings and then I would totally, like I would wake up looking forward to the afternoons cause I would get my class done and I could go to the gym. Like that was my time. That was my thing. And that's what got me through honestly. And so what about, um, like diet? Are you, how do you kind of approach that? Especially now with your clients? Um, mm-hmm. are you more into like flexible dieting or tracking? Yeah. So I'm definitely a big fan of macro tracking. Um, mostly because, well, two reasons. So the mental side of things, obviously you can technically fit in any food, um, into your macros. Although I encourage people to stick to whole foods, you know, we can have our treats here and there, but as far as like the physical side of things, macros work. Like if you know what you're doing, because the science is there, the science supports it. And I am super into like science-based, science-based coaching. Um, and just, everything that goes along with that. So most of my clients do track macros. I prefer to work with people that track macros. However, I do have a couple that are wanting to learn or they haven't tracked yet. And I'm like, I love teaching people macro tracking just because I seriously, it is a game changer to your physique. Like nutrition overall is a game changer, but if you are someone who is in a good headspace to track macros, I really know that like you can benefit so much from it. And like I said, if you get a coach who knows what they're doing or you do your research and know what you're doing, you can manipulate your physique however you want with macros. And that's what I've personally been doing for, oh my gosh, like two to three years at least. Do you use like um, an app or like a website for that? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I use my fitness pal and I just use the free version. There's like, (laughs) in my opinion, there's no reason to buy the upgraded version yeah yeah I totally use that as well I just found like I I did that for like a week and then I would just kind of I don't know for some reason I was just unmotivated by it like it was just kind of like another thing I had to do but how do you see people like not fall off that wagon I know not it's not for everybody but for like your clients um do they kind of find that they get sick of tracking it or do they find it motivating yeah so the majority of them they're cool with tracking because you know, I I make sure at the beginning, like, Hey, just so you know, this isn't for everyone. And like I said, most of them have been tracking. So they're just in the routine of it, which is awesome. That's great. Um, and I think like I mentioned earlier with myself, you get addicted to seeing the results. Um, obviously it's a little more difficult if you're like in a growing phase because you're not necessarily like leaning out and like getting abs and seeing new veins and cuts and whatever. Um, but I, I do, like to take people through like a reverse diet, kind of work their calories up. And they're always so amazed at how much more they can eat without gaining like a ton of weight. And that's honestly one of my favorite things. So I think once you see the results, whether they're visual, mental, or both, um, they just kind of realize like, Hey, this works and they've already made it, made it sustainable for themselves. So they're really, I haven't really had that many issues. Um, I think maybe just a couple times, some, like, I think a couple different girls have told me, you know, like, I just need to take time away from tracking. I need to just like have a break from this, which like, I totally understand because it can be overwhelming and it's not for everyone. And I mean, I personally don't plan on tracking macros until the day I die. So I get it. (laughs) And I always want the plan to be something that's sustainable for people, you know, something they can stick to. And if you're getting burnt out, like, yeah, take some time away. You're not stupid. You're not going to like blow up and go off the rails. You have been looking at portion sizes and tracking your food long enough that you know what you are eating. Yeah, I totally agree that it's um, obviously 
it depends on the person, but especially if someone's starting out, like I've used it for people for coaching and myself, or if we're kind of working on new goals and also around like fitness goals, um, it can be really, really helpful to kind of understand like literally what macros are. And then yeah. if you're like even getting enough micronutrients, they also show, show some of the vitamins and minerals that you're getting from the foods. Um, and then understanding like what, like what each meal looks like when you're actually breaking it down. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important because a lot of people don't realize that even maybe something has fat in it or protein or carbs or if they're getting enough of each. So I think it's a great tool to use strategically as well and to kind of understand a little bit more. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's a good, it's a good tool. So you definitely have been, um, you know, working with balancing your health and fitness and everything else going on. I think that we can say that you've been <laughs> through a lot and you've juggled a lot. So how did you really balance that? And how would you, you know, advise people on how to balance their work and health um, when they do have a really busy lifestyle? Yeah. So my biggest thing, and this is not easy, but my biggest piece of advice would be figuring out like your why, like, why do you want this for yourself? Why do you want to incorporate fitness? Why do you want to be healthy? Um, why do you want to train? Why do you want to track your food? Things like that. Overall, it has to be deeper than the fact that like you want to fit into a certain pair of jeans or you want to feel confident or whatever. Like you really have to drill down and honestly, it's kind of like a little kid. Like you just keep asking why until you finally get to something that's like very, I don't know. I just very deeply rooted in you. And you're like, wait a second. Like that is exactly why I want all of this. And it all comes down to this one thing, or maybe it's multiple things. Um, and if you can drill down to that and keep that in the forefront of your mind, whether that's just in your own mind or you write like a post-it note and you have it in front of you, always bringing your decisions back to that why will keep you accountable. It will keep you on track because there's a deeper reason, obviously. So once you start to kind of go about your days and your weeks and your months, making your decisions, moving your schedule around, um, getting to the gym, making a healthy decision, even when you're tired and you don't want to cook or maybe you just want to order out, um, those small victories add up. And I'm, I mean, it sounds cliche, but like, it's so true. Like sometimes I look back at the way that I used to eat before I had a coach and I would, you know, I'd be very good Monday through Friday. I'd track all my macros and I would do clean eating. And then Saturday and Sunday, I would just ball out, like eat whatever I wanted. And looking back, I'm like, if I would not have done that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed myself and it was great. Um, but if, if I wouldn't have done that, like if I would have just stayed on my stuff seven days a week, um, or at least six, geez, I could have been a lot further along than I already am. And like, that's not to discount all my work until now. Obviously my lifestyle is very different now than it was a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I just know that like those small victories, they do add up and I've seen it in my clients time and time again. So I really think you got to dig deep and figure out what's the point of doing all this stuff. Because if you can't figure that out, it's not going to last. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. Yeah. The why is the biggest thing um, for all aspects of your life, like career or whatever it is, fitness, health. Um, I mean, you're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to do stuff that you don't really want to do. You're going to have to maybe wake up earlier to like get the workout in, whatever it is. Um, and it's really easy to just, you know, 
lie there and say, no, I'm not going to do it. But when you have that, why it's like, nah, you got to mm-hmm. jump out of bed, you know? Exactly. But, um, yeah, totally agree with that. Is there any, like, are there any hacks for like healthy eating or workout tips that saved you time during those really busy times for you? Man. Um, well, I feel like it's probably going to sound cliche, but like meal planning and meal prepping will save you so much time. Like I have videos on YouTube, like of meal preps that take under an hour or under an hour and a half. Like if you just plan out, just sit down on your Saturday or your Sunday, just plan everything out, cook it, package it up, track it, put it in your fridge. That makes the next five days or however many days you want so mindless. Like in the mornings you grab your lunch, you throw it in your work bag or your school bag or whatever. And you just go like, you don't have to stay in there, play Tetris with your macros, weigh stuff out, get mad. Cause you can't figure it out. Like just ha- like plan ahead. Seriously. That is the biggest thing. And then another thing that I've just kind of, I feel like law school kind of exacerbated this, but any time that like I have something to do. So, you know, all day, every day, we we're all humans who are busy. Um, I just, I do not let myself get distracted. Like I, yeah, I'll like look at my phone, like see the notifications on my screen, but I will not jump into like text conversations, Instagram notifications or anything until I know I have the time to do so. Like if I need to drive somewhere and I need to leave in like eight minutes, I'm just not even going to get stuck in the loophole of like my phone or my computer or whatever the case may be. I just always focus on the next thing. And as soon as my feet hit the floor in the morning, like I'm going, there are no excuses, no distractions, no reasons, unless obviously there's like a family emergency or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I think there's also some great apps now that help um, and things like that. Like airplane mode even is a really good one. Um, I even have like Chrome extensions that, kind of close off social media and have timers um, Mm -hmm. for like when I'm working. So yeah, there's definitely some hacks that you can add um, into your lifestyle for sure. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse anymore. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So where can we find you, Melissa? What are you up to? Uh, Let us know what's uh, what the new year is looking like for you. Sure. So my, I would say I'm usually on Instagram the most and my Instagram is just Melissa Jane underscore fit. And then I also have a YouTube channel. You can just search Melissa Jane and find me there. But in terms of the new year, I'm actually launching a 12 week program. It's going to be launching on January 7th. And I always hear people saying, Oh yeah, like I would be fit, but I don't have the time or I'd go to the gym, but I don't have the time whatever the case may be, it's always like, that's always the objection. And I've noticed that a lot of people, first of all, we, and this, I'm talking to myself as well. We have the answers inside us. We just need someone else to help us uncover those or like pull those out of us. And so what I'm doing is on top of my regular fitness coaching that I offer, which includes like weekly check-ins and, you know, custom nutrition, cardio training, all of that stuff. I am incorporating a mindset portion into things. And basically what we'll be doing is we will sit down at the very beginning of the program and we will analyze every minute of your schedule. We will go as deep as we need to. We will plan out your grocery shopping, your meal planning, um, when you're going to train, when you're going to do your cardio, what's negotiable, what's non-negotiable, what can we rearrange? We'll talk about your commitments, your hobbies, Um, If you have a family to take care of, we will literally plan everything out. So you have zero room for excuses because a lot of people, 
I hear them say like, I just need a higher level of accountability as well. And so I was like, okay, boom, I'm going to offer it. Let's do this. So that's the first part of the mindset portion of things. And then I'm also going to be doing bi-monthly zoom calls that are going to correlate with mindset topics where we'll just work through any objections that you keep telling yourself. And we're going to make a plan to where you can incorporate fitness into your life. It's going to work for your schedule. We're going to build habits that are going to last much longer than these 12 weeks and I've already been on so many phone calls and I'm so so excited to be offering this higher level of accountability. That sounds amazing and I think it's like yeah incorporating everything that really needs to be incorporated to have a successful you know coaching program and like to get the results you want so yeah that sounds incredible so I'm super excited for you that's in January? Yeah, so that'll be launching January 7th. Well, I'll definitely be putting that in the show notes so everyone can check it out. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was such a good conversation. Of course, I really enjoyed it. Me too.